Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Spiritual Success Podcast. So today I have Anya Halama on the podcast. So she is the author of A Rebel's Guide to Spirituality. She's an intuitive digital artist and a spiritual business mentor. She has a really interesting story of being a Polish immigrant to the US as a young child and growing up with a lot of challenges, which she outlines in her book. So I'm not going to talk too much about it here, but the way that she has managed to go on this spiritual journey and manifest some incredible things is just so inspiring. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a place for spiritual people who want to grow, learn, and succeed in life and a business. I'll be talking to successful spiritual entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders to understand what creates a meaningful and soul-aligned life. So come on in, Lightworkers. This is your time to shine. Hi, Anya. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to interview you because I was just saying before I started recording that I can see so many parallels between our stories. I mean, there are things which are different too. I'm not an immigrant and I know you're going to share your story with us in just a moment, but there are definitely parts of it which I really resonate with. And also just on a personal level, we're going to talk today about being a spiritual rebel. And I definitely have this within me. Like I, I don't want to call myself a rebel because that just feels a bit kind of I don't know hard to say but I seriously am and my husband finds it hilarious because literally if I'm told to do something then I I just have to do the opposite like I cannot take orders so yeah I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today so I'd love to know first of all how did you get into this line of work I mean I know because I have read your book but today you're obviously a healer an intuitive digital artist and a spiritual business mentor so how did you get into this line of work and what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, definitely. First off, thank you so much for having me, Liz. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to share my story with your audience. So going back, um, I was always into art. So let's start with the digital artist part. I've always been into art. When I was younger, I went to an art school that ended up being burned down. And it was so heartbreaking um, just seeing all of my beautiful art like destroyed. So I've always had a, an art sense in me. I knew I was an artist. I went to art school as a university. And in high school, there was one class that I took. It was a graphic design class. And I'm like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just fell in love. And then things just happened to manifest. I didn't know what manifestation was. Things just fell into place. So I started working for a company that my friend owned, um, her boyfriend actually owned, and I loved working with him. He hired me on. And then I was working with him throughout high school and then at university as well. And it turns out that he hired me full-time afterwards. So I had a full-time job before even having like a real shot at a degree or anything. So I always been into the arts field. Then one day, uh, once I finished working with him, I, I was like, all right, I need a, something bigger, something that pays more money because he had a little shop, a little agency. So I was like, I need something with more money. So I started working for like full-time corporate America, like the big guys. So it just manifested. I found my way into corporate America. And in the beginning, I enjoyed it. However, I ended up hating it completely towards the end. I hated the monotony. I hated going to the same place every day. I hated the cuticle, you know, everything that goes along with corporate America. But working there, I also ended up, they had a stimulus uh, essentially where you 
did take any classes and they'd like cover your tuition. I was like, why not get more schooling for free? <laughs> so I ended up getting my marketing degree as well on top of my graphic design degree. So I was in the marketing, sales, design stuff for a while, even before becoming a digital nomad. However, at that point, I just had enough of corporate America. So I could either look at doing something completely crazy or continue looking for another job. And if you've read my book, you already know that I do things completely crazy. So I decided to quit my job within a week. I quit my job. I sold everything. I put the rest of the stuff in storage and I bought a one-way ticket to what I like to call paradise, even though it was a struggle <laughs> at the time, but it was paradise for me at the moment. And I already, I was doing a lot of business stuff. I was doing marketing. I was doing sales. Like I knew design. I knew how to build websites. So I, I got into the business mentoring in the, that aspect. I had my own clients with the design and the business, but then I also started coaching people on how to run businesses, how to start up being a digital nomad. If you want to leave your nine to five, this is how you would go about doing it. So I started coaching people on how to do that. But then I also still had the digital art stuff on the sidelines. A couple of years later, this is how I got into my spirituality, actually. I Once I was traveling, I life outside of America, outside of the UK, outside of like the big places, Australia, anywhere, is much less expensive than living in your home country. So I started going to meditation classes more often. I started going to yoga classes more often because I could afford it. So I started going to them more often, but I wasn't consistent with them yet. And this is how spirituality kind of started in my life. And then when I met my old partner, he kind of introduced me to consistency because he's been on a spiritual path for 20 years already. And I was like, wow, that's hell of impressive. He woke up and the first thing he did was meditate. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? I'll do it with you. He never like forced me to do anything, but I just wanted to do it because I was like, why not? You're doing it. I'll do it with you. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? I get more spiritual. And that's what implemented the uh, consistency into my life. And it was really beautiful. So moving along the way, I started really getting into, into spirituality. I started meditating more. I started um, learning about Reiki, learning about healing, learning all of this spiritual senses, tapping, and all of these different modalities. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, I know how to build a business. Why don't I build a business around this? And that's kind of how all the intuitiveness and all the spiritual business senses started to come about, which was really beautiful. In quarantine, actually, last year, my spirituality expanded exponentially. I had nothing else to do. What else was I going to do but meditate five times a day because that's I had all that time. And that's actually how my book came about. Um, I was meditating one day and I just for about a month straight, I was meditating and all I kept hearing was right, right write. And I was like, what universe? What do you want me to write? I'm not a writer. What do you want me to write? I actually had a, a travel blog when I first started traveling and I quit it a few months later because I just hated writing. So I was like, universe, why are you telling me to write? I just don't understand. So I wrote a few blog posts. I wrote a few social media posts, but nothing that like stuck and the universe kept telling me to write. I'm like, I just don't know what to write. Then a few days later, um, a, a, I guess a month later at that point, I heard write a book. 
I was like, universe, you're absolutely nuts. Like, why would I write a book? And then it showed me like, tell your story, share everything, share your experiences. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could be that vulnerable yet. Am I strong enough? I had all these limiting beliefs that came about it. But I was on a massage table one day. And I was in flow, like when you're having a massage, when you're playing, when you're uh, receiving pleasure, that's when like all these beautiful ideas come to you. That's when the universe serves you the best. And I was on a massage table and I heard the name of the book, Rebel's Guide to Spirituality. I'm like, at that moment, I just knew exactly what to do. I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to write about. Like, I know my story. Like, I like it just gave me courage at that point. I don't know why. I don't know how. The universe just is magical at the way it works. But everything came together. And I'm so grateful for the way it came about. <laughs> yes, that was going to be my next question as well. And you actually mentioned tapping there. And within the book, you talk about VFT. So that's vibrational frequency tapping. So can you explain what that is? And is it the same as EFT, the emotional freedom technique? It's slightly different. So I'll start with what EFT is. EFT is emotional freedom technique. If anyone listening that doesn't know what that is, we have these acupuncture points across our body, similar to going to regular acupuncture where they put needles in your body, but we would tap on them with our fingers. And what it does is moves the energy in your body to release any stagnant energy. It is fantastic for any kind of limiting beliefs, blocks, fears that you might have within your body. Anything from money blocks to losing weight to not being able to attract your perfect partner. You can tap on absolutely anything. You could tap on, I'm going to have a great day today even. What we do with vibrational wealth is we take it a step further. So we call it vibrational frequency tapping. And we also do theta healing at top of the EFT tapping. So we would put headphones on you and then play sound frequency in the theta frequency to take you a little bit deeper into your subconscious mind. And it also allows you to reprogram your mind faster. So you don't have to do it as often because of the sound frequencies go a little bit further than regular tapping. Oh, wow. That's so powerful. And you talk a lot about manifesting. And obviously, we're using this frequency tapping technique to help us raise our frequency and attract the things that we want to attract. What are the greatest things that you've manifested in your life so far, would you say? Because I know from reading your book, you came from humble beginnings. You're a Polish immigrant into the US. And very similar to my story, I also grow up you know, very poor, which means a different thing in different countries. We were both in first world countries. I was in England, you're in America. So it means a very different thing to grow up poor there as opposed to other countries. And I definitely realized that. But there wasn't a lot of money. The cupboards were empty of food. You know, it's very basic. And that was something I really resonated with your story. So what have you manifested in your life? And what have been your favorite manifestations Oh my goodness. I love that question. Some of the favorite things that I've manifested for one, the people in my life right now, if it wasn't for the people in my life, I would definitely not be where I am today. The support system, the community that I've built, my spiritual friends, that is so much better than any kind of monetarily money expenses or anything. So first off, the people in my life. Second, this beautiful, lavish life of travel, of seeing the world, of doing things that I'm absolutely joyful about and absolutely happy about things that I love, seeing the world, um, enjoying beautiful foods. And then obviously the money helps as well. There was this one time that I manifested, I wrote a universal check and 
I wrote in um, that I wanted to manifest like $30,000 by in like two weeks. Two hours later, I manifested $30,000. I was like, this is amazing. Wow. (laughs) That was the quickest like manifestation I've ever done. And I was like, wow, that's hella impressive. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to ask you a bonus question then, which I wasn't expecting to ask. What is your top manifesting tip? Because this is a question that I often get asked. Oh, yeah, definitely feeling into um, what it is that you're manifesting. How does it feel in your body? A lot of the time we're like, yeah, yeah, manifesting. How does it feel like visualize, but actually feeling it in your body, move that energy in your body, feel it through all of your chakras. How does it feel in your body to receive what it is that you want? And then obviously attach that to the visualization, attach it, moving this energy through your body and attach it with being on the beach, sipping a colada. How does sipping a colada feel in your heart chakra? How does it feel? in your solar plexus chakra attach it through your entire body and move that energy in order to get the full response of feeling because manifesting is all about feeling yes so I started something recently 2021 I've started every morning and every nighttime. so when I wake up when I go to sleep I do like an intense visualization but really going into the feeling just like you said and I've always been one for doing vision boards Pinterest boards my journaling you know I've been doing this stuff for years and years and years it's nothing new but really leaning more into that feeling space like you said so I love that thank you so much for sharing that with us so I want to go back to your book then because obviously your book is called a rebel's guide to spirituality so you're someone who also identifies as a rebel I'm sure there's probably lots of your birth chart that points to that which is what I found when I had a astrology reading there was also things pointing to that as well you know needing to be an entrepreneur knowing that I was gonna find my own way and be free because I wouldn't be able to fit into the you know corporate life like you said so how has being a rebel served you along your business journey and your entrepreneurial journey Oh, definitely. I love that question. So yes, like you've said, I definitely um, resonated with being a rebel my entire life. I was never one to follow the rules. I was never one to be stuck in a box and to follow everything how it's supposed to be. I'm very organized, which is also in my charts. However, I don't like following other people's rules. I don't like being under the hand of other people. So that's definitely like, I mean, I've been doing that my entire life. If it wasn't for me being a rebel, I would have never left corporate America. I would have never went on a world of travel. It's just allowed me to have that extra courage that a lot of people don't have to do something completely crazy, to go travel the world by yourself in your early 20s without knowing the language, without knowing anyone else. And also on my entrepreneurial journey, it allowed me to step out of my comfort zone without having any hesitation in my mind because I'm like, this is it or I have nothing else. Like I need this to work because I'm alone in a country, in a foreign country, which I don't know anyone. So I need this to work. It just gave me that persistence. It gave me that courage a little bit more, which I am so grateful for that. Yes, I agree. And it is just like a calling within you when it's so difficult because it's definitely not the easiest path, but then also staying in, you know, the kind of normal life is also really uncomfortable. So it's kind of like, you know, the better of two evils. It's definitely hard to go your own way. And obviously, like you just said, you've, you know, traveled on your own. I'm sure that wasn't easy. I'm sure that was really stressful at times. 
but it's like you have to make a choice and what is going to fill you with the most regret and what is going to make you feel the most proud of yourself and I truly believe that going your own way is the way to do that. So I want to talk a little bit more about your art because on your Instagram page you have some beautiful art. I have had various pieces of divine artwork done over the years and I think it's incredible. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. What does this process look like for you when you are creating this artwork? Do you see people's auras and is that what you're putting in the image? Are you just getting an intuitive sense? How are you creating these pieces of artwork? Yeah, definitely. I love that. And my digital art is some of my my absolute favorite stuff that I do because it allows me to have that creative sense again. Because like I was saying earlier, I've always been creative. I've always had this art about me. So like allowing that intuition as well as the spiritual sense, as well as the art for all of it to come together, it's just so beautiful and so heartwarming to me. I just love doing it. So there's different ways that I do it. So I do the soul portraits that are all over my Instagram as well as I do branding for people, I do websites for people, and all of that is intuitive as well. So for the soul portraits, someone would send me like an inquiry, send me their photo. I would look at their image, look at their soul, look at their eyes, fully get a feel of their energy, sit in that presence, meditate on it about 10, 15, 20 minutes and see what comes through for me. Then I would do like a psychic reading for them without, without them there, obviously, just for myself, just to see what comes through. I could either do a reading based on their aura, a reading based off of like I'd read cards for them sometimes, just depending on what I'm what I'm drawn to for that particular person. So once I do that, I'll sit back in meditation about 10 minutes and then I just I'm very visual. So I just get this beautiful image in my head and then all of a sudden I'm like this is what I'm going to create. So it just spirit leads me to this beautiful way. And I just collect images. I just grab snapshots. One, This one woman that I was working on, I saw an image of Mother Mary when I was working on her soul portrait. And and she's she's from Bulgaria, so she's Mother Mary is her is her everything essentially. Um, they worship her, which is really beautiful. I just saw this image of Mother Mary, and I sent it to her, and she's like, "Wow, I look like Mother Mary!" Like without even speaking to her, she just sent me her image, and she's like, "Oh, do whatever." She's like, "Wow, I look like Mother Mary," and I'm so grateful. I'm so happy because that's my home country. Mother Mary loves roses. There's roses all over here. I just look like a goddess. I look like a princess. She was overwhelmed, overjoyed. I was like, "Oh, this is I. I, I just love hearing stuff like that. It's beautiful to think like I saw an image of Mother Mary. I don't know how I see it. I don't know how, like that's the whole psychic intuition that." plays into it. I don't know how it happens, but it's that's just how it happens. To some people, I might be crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> but we're on a spiritual podcast, so everyone understands that. I was literally just going to say, literally no one listening is going to think you're crazy. That's what we're all about. <laughs> My sister told me the other day, it was funny because she, um, we were talking, I was telling her that I talked to aliens and dragons and all of this stuff. And she's like, to a normal person, you're probably schizophrenic. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> So it was funny. Um, but yeah, I saw this image of Mother Mary. And I was like, this is this is just what I'm going to create. I wasn't intentionally making her into Mother Mary. But it's just, that's what came through. That's what came out. And then it just, I'm always divinely guided when I'm working in my art. And it's so beautiful. Yes, that is so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
So that brings me nicely onto the next question I wanted to ask is you do quite a few different things. You have this book, so you're a writer, you do the artwork, you do the spiritual business, the work with spiritual entrepreneurs. What is your favorite thing about the work that you do? Oh, I love that so much. The people again, and just making these connections because working with me is like working with a friend. We make deep connections. I talk to you, I lead you through, I mentor you, even when if I, it's not a mentoring call. I mentor you through things and just the beautiful relationships. I've met some of my favorite business besties from my clients, and I'm just so grateful for that, for the people that the universe sends my way to work with them or just to become friends with them. I'm so grateful for that. And that's what I most love about all of the work and just helping people as well. I know my book is going to help so many people help so many lives and transform so many lives as well. Just at the end of the day, like being able to inspire one person, being able to uplift one person. If someone's going through a dark moment in their lives, if they pick up my book, read it, and it uplifts them, my heart just melts for that. I'm so ecstatic and so happy just to be able to be that inspiration for people. Oh, love that. Love that so much. Such a light worker. Definitely here to heal the world. So that's a really positive thing to say there. Thank you so much. So where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yeah, of course. So I am on Instagram at Anya Travels, on Facebook at Anya Halama, and my website is anyahalama.com. And if you'd like more about my company, Vibrational Wealth, we're at vibrationalwealth.com. And the book, again, is called A Rebel's Guide to Spirituality. And you can get that at rebelsguidetospirituality.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Anya. This was so enlightening. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. Thank you for listening to this episode. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure that like me, you would love for more people to know this information. So if you leave a review and send me a screenshot of it on Instagram, which is at I am Liz Roberta, you'll get a $50 voucher code to use on one of my online course launches. This won't be around forever. So go and leave a review now and I'll see you next time.